Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is... Pat-O. Pat-O. How was your weekend? My weekend was alright. It was, uh... It was the weekend before Christmas. So it was a bunch of Christmas parties. And, uh... Yeah, Friday night, um... Was the Joe Rob Gooltide thing, and before yeah. that, I watched uh, I watched Club Dread for Y2K movies because me and Daniel did an episode of that. So um, I forgot how much I love that movie. That's the Broken Lizard. The people that did Super Troopers, they did a slasher movie, and uh, it's pretty pretty fucking tense. So watch that, and then watch that bizarre Joe Bob movie, um, <laughs> which we. Me and Daniel, I only watched the first one. Me and Daniel were talking about it the next day. And it, I'm like, was I really high? Because we were both really high when it was on. I'm like, wasn't it about Santa Clauses at some point? And then it was just a lot of nudity. And he's like, yeah, that, that's pretty much what happened. Because <laughs> um, yeah. I'm like, they were killing people in Santa outfits. And then it was about one specific like model or something. <laughs> right? <laughs> no <laughs> oh i don't know i was partying like pantera i had i had the the, the whiskey and weed and slayer that's going a, i didn't know okay, what the fuck I, was yeah. happening so don't open until was... christmas that's what that one was and uh it uh is bizarre but you know it wasn't very good um yeah <laughs> and but then they uh, they played a christmas horror story which red and i had just watched the weekend before oh. and that was pretty good actually i mean yeah you know it's not the greatest not probably you know, Red had left because we had just watched that movie the weekend before, so it was hard to, like, riff on it because yeah. <laughs> we were over it. And I then turned Joe Bob off. I didn't, can, I didn't finish it. So, I mean, it's worth the one watch if you want something different. It's an anthology, um, you know, which is pretty cool. But You know, it, Joe Bob, I'll say this. It's nice. It's nice to have something. Um, it's because I I started watching him because of you in this show. I didn't I didn't really watch it before, and it's nice to have something to do on a Friday night if you don't have anything else to do. Like it it's kind of like it's an it's an event enough to where you know you're gonna sit there and you're gonna watch it and it's live and you can go on. There's a Twitter component so you can sit online and yeah and talk, talk to, to other people. Yeah, it's cool and I, I I think that the world is a better place for it. You know what I mean. I, I enjoy it thoroughly. I definitely watch a lot of movies that I would never, ever, ever think to watch ever. And some of them are good. Not all of them are pieces of shit, you know. But yeah. the point of it is, like, even if they are pieces of shit, and I'm, I enjoy sitting around with friends and riffing on a bad movie. I like that. I don't like sitting around by myself and watching a bad movie. You know? But if if there's other people, that's what makes it fun, you know, is is other people. Um so and and if you don't have other people, that's okay because you can take to social media and and get involved that way. Mm-hmm. Um it's not quite the same, but it's better. It fills a void and uh you know, when I started watching Joe Bob, now I I was familiar with Joe Bob Briggs before the last drive-in. Oh, yeah. Um you know, and uh, you know, I knew about him. Um, MonsterVerse and all that. Anyway, uh, MonsterVerse, Monster Vision. Monster See, I don't Vision. Even, like, <laughs> fucking up. Because Mon- the MonsterVerse, that's how I knew Joe Bob. Um, but I started watching The Last Drive-In during COVID, like a lot of people did. Yeah. You know, it was it was on before that, but that's when I started getting involved. And it was definitely, um, 
definitely a glue for a lot of people's sanity for a while. <laughs> and so, I mean, you got to appreciate that. So I keep coming back and I keep respecting the shit of it and I will, and I like it. So, um, I did that too. I did that too. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, it was a good time. So it was my Friday, Saturday. I had, um, Christmas parties to go to all the bars in our neighborhood had their Christmas party. And, um, went to two of them. I went to a fundraiser for the mercy home at this place, double play that was thrown by friend of the show, Mike Vanderbilt's sister, Kristen. And that was, that was a pretty good time. And then that kind of ended. And, uh, there was a little bit of drama going on with some of my friends, which being a married father of two, you miss that psychotic drama that you deal with in your, in your twenties with like people that are dating and, and cheating and backstabbing each other and lying and all this stuff. And, uh, there's a little bit of that going on right now with some people that I know, which I, my fingerprints are completely off, but I'm somehow like at this nexus where I know multiple sides of the story. So it makes it very entertaining for me and, uh, kind of followed down the rabbit hole of that. And then after the double play Christmas party, went to the club crave Christmas party, which is, uh, the gay bar in my neighborhood. And, um, you know, we, I used to DJ there. I talk about it kind of frequently on the show and we, we filmed there some every once in a while too. We didn't film this year's 48 hour film there, but I was with the bar owner of the bar that we filmed this year's 48 hour film with there and with one of the bartenders and two years ago we filmed there and it's just usually a good time. You know, I like partying with the gays and it was a, uh, it was like a trans fucking Christmas show or something. So that was entertaining. And then, uh, not trans Siberian Christian, just, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a missed opportunity. That was totally a missed opportunity. And then, uh, Sunday played D and D with a bunch of kids. And, um, the only reason I bring this up is kind of funny. So like, you know, D and D is is you could do whatever you want with it, right? It's very kind of on the rails. Like, okay, here's your party. You're supposed to go into the cave and kill the monster and get the thing, sure. right? Like, it's it, basically that's what it comes down to. Like, you're going to different places and you're looking for stuff. And sometimes there's puzzles and sometimes it's a lot of action, but that's basically what it is. And the group of kids that I was playing with, it was uh, a friend of mine. She has sons that are my that are my son's age, and her, her husband and I have become friends, and we play D and D together too now. He's really into it. So it was me, my kid, uh, this guy, and then his two kids, and then like the neighborhood kid. Well, all of the children, and I was the dungeon master, and the other dad was like a, a player, and then these four kids. The kids decided to gang up and kill the dad. Which you could do in D and D. You don't have to follow the mission. You can go do, it, do sure. whatever you want. And it was really aggravating because they did it like in the last third of the story when it's like, no, 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 you're right there. You just got to kill the mummy and then take the, the fucking amulet and then the whole thing's over. Right. And they were fucking around. And they're like, no, let's stab him in the butt with my spear and all this shit. And it was like, all right, motherfuckers. So uh, I had a portal open up and this like spider came through this like space spider came through and it used a psychic blast and it knocked one of the kids unconscious and then it crawled on his head and ate his brain. And the kid was like fucking traumatized and like ran out of the room crying. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Which was awesome. Uh, (laughs) That's always like my favorite thing in D&D is like if I make my kid cry. 
Cause like, that's how, you know, it's effective storytelling. Like they have, like they're, they're actually like, like, you know, connected to their characters, connected to the adventure. This isn't just like, I'm a, I'm a, a piece of, you know, I am a thimble on the monopoly board. You know what I mean? Like I have a connection with my character and now you just killed his wolf sidekick. So I'm going to cry and run out of the room. And, uh, I don't know. I'm a masochist. I love making kids cry, especially during D&D. So I was like, fuck around and find out, asshole. You want to fucking stab your dad? Boom. You got a space spider on you eating your fucking brain. And uh, it was great. So my weekend, I guess my weekend was pretty good. Good. Hang hang out with the gays and make kids cry. Doesn't get much better than that. Hey, that's okay. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. I did not do any of that. I, you know what? I'm a fucking. You, you know, didn't do any of that. You didn't check any of those boxes. <laughs> I check any of those boxes. I'm a fucking holiday Grinchist. It's not my fault. I want to do Christmas things. I don't have. I'm, I'm a very lonely person. Believe it or not, I just fucking have no friends. I don't have anybody to do anything with. So I don't do anything ever. So I don't get to partake in tradition and things like that. And people are like, well, just go places by yourself. Why? That, I mean, okay. Look, I've been to movies by myself. Okay. I went and got mm-hmm. food by myself, and all, but there's just some things that don't hit the same if you're just going by yourself. And Christmasing is one of those things, and I, it's just not uh, the same thing. If what I'm going to go Christmasing, just anything. Just uh, I'm going to go look at Christmas lights. Okay, and then I do right, and then I'm like, oh, pretty. Okay, yeah. You know, there's no one to sit and talk about it with. <laughs> you know, even like going to like a bar. Okay, so and I, I've been to the bar by myself. Nobody talks to me. I don't talk to them. I go in. I'll order a drink. I'll drink it. Maybe I'll order another one. <laughs> I'll drink it. Mm. Still nobody talks to me. So then I just leave because I feel fucking weird because I've been there now two drinks in and nobody's talking to me. <laughs> so I just leave. So I don't know. Like I said, it's just been it's been the weirdest year of my life. I, I guess I could expect um, probably the worst christmases of my life and that's just the way that is i'm okay god that sounds really dark and terrible it does um because it well i mean to truth be told it's not great um but you know here we are it is six days before christmas and i will have no way to go do any of the christmas things that i'd like to do so that's just the way it is um, I did celebrate my daughter's birthday, though, and so that went off without a hitch. She went to, actually, on her actual birthday was Saturday, and she went to another kid's birthday party <laughs> for her birthday. <laughs> um, which shit's for you, too. <laughs> right. No, she enjoyed. Um, you know, she she had a great day, and then and then the next day, we went to her birthday party, which, again, she, you know, enjoyed, and so usually that, you know, the, the weekend before Christmas for me. Um, is usually my kid's birthday party uh, and my daughter eight days before Christmas. So <laughs> this is my life now forever. <laughs> so it keeps me busy. Um, you know, again, it, it keeps me doing stuff. And uh, I did, I did, I got to do Joe Bob night, uh, you know, Friday night or whatever. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm very, very, very ready for the year to be over. Like I'm just, I'm totally okay with, with all the holidays coming and going and just continuing on and hoping for better. <laughs> I hear you. I honestly like I gotta say, like, I'm not ant I, I was um I was I was really depressed last week. And uh 
getting drunk on Saturday definitely helped that. And I hate to say that because, like, sometimes, like, I think we yeah, feel it's true. Yeah, sometimes it's like, you know, oh, we're not supposed to solve our problems with alcohol. Like, oh, you know, you got to deal with things and, you know, you have to face your emotions head on and self-medicating doesn't work. Bullshit. Yeah, it most bullshit. definitely does fucking help. And sometimes what you need, I, man, I, I fucking threw down both nights this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Friday was pretty subdued at home, and Saturday I was out running wild. I didn't wake up hungover either one of those nights, and that's usually a sign that's from awesome. God. You know I'm a religious man, Ashley, and that's usually a sign from God that, like, no, no, bro, you were supposed to get fucked up last night, and that's why I'm going to take away your hangover. And I was perfectly fine both both mornings, so I think I, I was doing what I was predestined to do, you know? It was just to get fucking wasted, watch a bunch of trans people dance to fucking house music, and hang out with the hockey players and you know the only thing that could have made saturday better is if mexican food was open it took me like kind of cruising around a little bit looking for a late night mexican place and they were all closed wow <laughs> Which, whatever but uh did you go home and cry about it no i just went home and passed out my own i would have that would have been my last straw i'd have lost <laughs> my mind no but you know what i here's the thing i don't feel very you know we half-ass decorated uh i was supposed to build a biblically accurate angels and we never got around to doing that yeah the inflatable nativity scene that we got fell over like after a week and i just kind of left it there and now it's covered in snow and we're not gonna even bother to fucking fix it um I'm not really feeling it either. You know what I mean? And it, it's been kind of a rough time for me too. And I think there's something to be said. There's a relief after the holidays are over. It's, it, it does kind of, it, it is kind of like a balloon deflating sometimes in a good way. You know what I yeah. mean? Where you're just like, Oh yeah. No, I mean, Christmas is my favorite holiday, but like, you know, I, I did a lot of social media bitching during Halloween that I wasn't doing the Halloween things. And I didn't. And people kept saying, well, there's still time Well, there's still time Well, there's still time. And it's like, okay, but it never happened <laughs> so yeah you know it's not really like that i mean right now i'm working on like building my social circle and let me tell you something being an adult it is fucking impossible to make friends like it is fucking impossible like yeah, i hear you yeah it is ridiculous and i'm i'm like you know what's what's the problem here i'm an interesting person i have an interesting life i'm attract conventionally attractive what the fuck is going on here <laughs> you, know. well, you, you live you you don't live in a I mean, you live in a decent-sized city, but not like you're a little isolated. I'm sure you have no problem making friends online. It's just people that are dating or Kettering or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> well, right. And then I can't drive anywhere. You know, so that's another. Yeah, thing like you don't I can't you, drive to places. You keep a small circle. Like you don't like to go venturing off, and you know, no much. I don't blame you for, but you know. <laughs> no, yeah. I've been trying to. I've been trying to make my circle bigger, and it's just not. It's just not working. Of course, I get people that are like, "Well, I live in Cincinnati. I'll come." And it's like, I don't want you to fucking drive an hour here to come meet me and then be disappointed because honestly, you probably just want to fuck anyway, and I'm not down for that. Like, I just want fucking friends. <laughs> like, you're you're gonna drive all the way here just to be friends with me? Really? That seems weird to me and suspicious. You know. I mean, um, <laughs> I drove five hours. <laughs> no complaints. It was all right. <laughs> You know what I mean? I was, <laughs> I mean. That's a good point. Um, you know, but I don't know. It just seems weird to me. I, you know. Anyway, it's just been a hell of a year. And that's saying a lot from somebody like myself who has been through a lot. Um, and I know that I'm not the only person. There's some people that have to deal with this year after year after year after year. I don't. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful. You know, I'm. I think next year is going to be a, lot, a hell of a lot better, um, you know, sure. and 
I just feel bad that this is people's norm, you know, so that sucks. So if this is your norm, um, I don't know. Reach out to me. I mean, we can talk. Oh, don't say that because then you'll be bitching that you got too many people trying to talk to you. Trying to bitch. Trying to bitch my <laughs> inbox. I can't promise that I'm going to respond right away. It's probably going to take me about a week. But um, at least by next Christmas. By next Christmas, I will get back to you. <laughs> sure. I think there's a component of it too, us being Midwesterners, uh, where this is the time of year where the where the environment tries to kill us. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I was explaining that to my son on Saturday. We did a little like we ran some errands and I'm and it was fucking cold out. I'm sure it's cold by you too. And um, you know, I'm like, remember this is the time of year where the where the air hurts your face. Yeah, you don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> you know, we're we're hardy Midwestern people. Like this is what we signed up for. This is where we live. This we don't live in Arizona. You know, we have hundred this is the Midwest. We have hundred degree summers and negative thirty degree winters. You know what I mean? There's fucking ice storms. Um, we live in a part of the country that was at where during certain times of the year, it was literally almost inhabitable because the environment would kill people. You know what I mean? The Indians would run away from Chicago during this time of year. They wouldn't fucking live here. They would migrate south. And uh we don't do that. We fucking hunker down and, and we survive this shit. And this winter has been pretty intense so far. And not to turn this into the weather channel, but, um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're about to get a snowstorm at the end of this week. And then it's going to be like negative 10 and shit. And it's like, you know, that's not good for you. That's not, that's not, that's not that's good not, for anybody. That's yeah. not good for your mental health. That's kind no. of a bummer. And yeah, there's transportation issues and you're stuck inside and then. There's all of that stuff. So, yeah, this is a dark time. It's a per- perfect time for the uh, for the topic of this week's show, I think. <laughs> you know what I mean? To bring it all back around and put a nice fucking bow on it. You know? And sit its ass out the fucking door. Right. Um, yeah. No, I don't want to do... You know what? Yes, I'm having a tough year. I'm having a tough time. I don't want anybody to be sad for me. I will be just fine. I, I will be. I have been through so much worse and oh i have prevailed and yeah. I will again so don't don't feel bad um uh, you know i'm just uh negative nancy right now but but i have decided emotionally and this helps me and i don't know why i have i have a countdown i've counter right when that fucking ball drops from the 31st to the first when the year is over that is when i am just everything it's just gone out of my life i'm letting it go and that seems probably weird and unrealistic, but I have been preparing myself for that moment, like for weeks now. <laughs> so, yeah. like for me, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very nice. And then we have so much shit going on next year. We it, do. There's no way it can't be awesome. You know what I mean? So I think that you know, to me, that sounds like how magic works. So I'll co-sign on that. Yeah. And um, I am one hundred percent. Sorry. I'm I'm very much in a similar situation where I I had a, a, a wonky year as well, and uh, I kind of come to grips with the fact that I've suffered a, a slight amount of PTSD from it, um, if in a lot of different ways, and one of them is relationships and friendships and and yeah. people that I thought were going to be there in certain ways for me during the past year weren't. And, um, I expected more from certain people and certain people turned up that I didn't think would. And it's just, it's in, instead of kind of, um, you know, belaboring the way that the chips fell, how they did, I think that I need to, you know, quit getting upset about that, being realistic about how things went down and the way they went down 
and have my eyes wide fucking open going into 2023. And that's all you can do. You know what I mean? Is not, not, not delude yourself. Don't lie to yourself about what the, what the score is around here. And, um, you know, deal with, we'll all deal with our trauma and, and move on. And I'm with you. I think, you know, we both, we had, we had different years, but I think we're both ready to kind of drop some baggage and, and oh, yeah, start embrace to let the future and, you know, and yeah. start, start being the bad bitches that we are. So <laughs> co-sign girl. <laughs> Getting, I'm going to wear, I'm going to wear a bad bitch shirt going into the new year. I'll find one. Sa- sister. Yes rock it out and uh you know i'm gonna overdraft my account on a bad bitch shirt (laughs) (laughs) i love it fuck it fuck it we'll start off the new year right in the negative (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a little bit of hustling i mean we could we could make it let me put it like this whatever whatever you're gonna go in the red we could make a joke and and fucking come up with a way for you to come out of that by the end of the show i mean like you you and I, you walk around with an ATM between your legs. I have no fucking sympathy for you. All right. It's just myself holding myself back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I get you. You're, weird, you're weirdly moralistic. I'm supposed to be like the church in person, you know, right. I mean? and you have more scruples than I do sometimes. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I mean, listen, if you don't have to hustle sometimes and you don't have gratitude. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, I don't really have any news this week. I mean, I had like one story. I don't know. It just didn't seem that good. Um, I haven't really, nothing's really been going on in the weird world. You know, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Um, but uh, there was a uh, teacher and, and this has happened in an undisclosed location. I don't know. It says that he was a, a Dutch teacher. So I don't know if that's where it happened, but uh, apparently this teacher was showing seven to nine-year-olds um, terrible movies like uh, actually The Exorcist was one of them. Um, District 9 was another one and he was like telling the kids like not to tell on him and like they were like freaking out scared to death and if they showed that they were scared he would like make fun of them and, like scrutinize them and he just got in trouble for that. What the fuck man? What is wrong with people? Yeah. Why would you do that to kids? I mean, granted, you know, I wasn't shown a lot of horror as a kid. Most kids aren't, you know. Um, maybe I would have gotten into it sooner had I been. But I don't know. I got into horror between like the ages of like ten and twelve. Is like, which I feel like is like the time that shit. Yeah, that's like when it happens. Just preteen. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Right. These and these are like seven to nine year old kids and. You know, it's kind of my daughter watched uh, Rosemary's Baby, I think, at like six and loved it. Well, she, I mean, I think she probably didn't, could relate didn't to it somehow. Grasp it, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the video of the Grinch? No. Coming? Okay, so there's this video going around. I, then you know what? No, I do know what you're talking about, but go ahead. Yeah, so it's a video going around of these two kids sitting there um on the couch and the the front door opens up and a guy in a grinch costume comes in and steals their presence and walks out and um one of the kids is paralyzed with fear and starts crying and the other kid 
who clearly uh, has been traumatized growing up and accustomed to seeing physical violence and starts beating <laughs> the shit out of the Grinch. <laughs> Not like in any successful way, but like starts punching it and throwing fists with it, which my wife, the behavior analysis was like, oh yeah, that kid's been abused because you, oh, the way that a five-year-old should respond is to be to stand there and cry and like not know what to do. The fact that you have this kid like leap into uh, attack mode clearly he's either he's watched i my 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 response to that was maybe he's seen ninja turtles because that was like sure you know what i mean i don't know but um anyway and uh you know these people are kind of white trashish and you know <laughs> they're, they're so like they're so like concerned about like you know uh <laughs> people in drag reading like yeah <laughs> do like bring library books to kids but like somehow this is okay yeah like traumatize your children with that shit so that's what that's one video that that made me think of that um that's kind of going around this week the other thing that i think is is worth mentioning just briefly at least is they finally released the jfk files and uh i have not read them I, I, I don't think that there's even a snowball's chance in hell that anything remotely interesting is going to be a part of them, but I will leave it to the internet to comb through them over the next couple of weeks. And if there is something there, cause sometimes stuff like that slips out, you know what I mean? They, those people comb through all those files and they find interesting shit. There was that one FBI report that said that th they thought Tesla was a Martian or something. Do you remember yeah. that? That was like one of the earlier shows. Mm -hmm. um and it took people years to find that but it was there it was on in a declassified you uh fbi report or something where they they thought that tesla could have been an extraterrestrial and um so yeah all the fbi files if you ever seen oliver stone's jfk and uh all those files that they were sitting on they finally released well i shouldn't say all of them because they did still withhold a portion of them that they said still related to national security and um which is probably anything that's either the good stuff or might have to do with russian espionage as it was back in the 60s right because we had the cuban missile crisis and all that shit so um but yeah the the likelihood that there's anything that's going to change the way we think of the kennedy assassination being in there is very slim but those files were finally released this week i uh had i had no idea i'm a little sad at myself that i i did I'm sorry, I'm not even talking to the microphone. That I didn't. <laughs> I was too busy reading. <laughs> I had no clue. Uh, I'm I'm taken aback because I yeah. I want to read them. Um, oh, but it's one of those massive media dumps where like you oh can, yeah yeah you could take forever to go through it. But and I'm sure people will. You know, I think when they when when you see stuff like that get released, it's like okay, wait like two three months, mm -hmm. and if there's anything of note in there, we'll find out January February. You know what I mean? When so when people finally go through it. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I think even if you did start reading the shit when it hit the interwebs this week, you'd still be going through it right now. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, definitely. It's not like it's a cakewalk. Jesus. Yeah, they don't exactly highlight the shit that makes, you know, that contradicts their stories or that right. is whatever. It's just just a huge information dump of documents. I just didn't even know that it was something I needed to keep my eye on. But clearly it is. Um, yeah. You know, so I'm going to start uh paying a little bit more attention and stop being a sad bitch and <laughs> <laughs> you should have one um, of your simps go through it that's what you should have you I, should should. Simps. I should hire them to do it but not hire them just dictate you know yeah. do this thing 
Um, I did have something that I wanted to bring up um, about a something that we previously talked about on the show. Um, so kind of one of the running jokes on the show is like we'll cover a story or whatever. And um, I happen to already be Facebook friends with whoever this thing happened to. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so one of the earlier cases that this happened with was a guy by the name of Michael Markham, who um, claimed to have. So okay, so I found out about this guy because there was like one of those like picture memes going around talking about there was a guy who used to call in to Art Bell and tell him about how he invented a time machine, how he was trying to raise funds to purchase generators to run this time machine. Um, he had like a date set for like all these different things to happen um he actually went to jail at one point for trying to steal generators from the utility company to make the time machine um but then you know got with art bell they all sent him money he said okay i'm gonna run the machine on this date come to my house this is my address and then he disappeared forever and some people seem to think because there was like some body or something that was found in like the 1930s and some people thought that it was him and that maybe he did go through the time machine and went back into time and that he died and so that's what happened to him um i found the guy's name and found out well fuck i'm friends with him on facebook so i just so obviously he's alive so i just sent him a message and i'm like what the hell ever happened with all that you know and he never really i think he's crazy um <laughs> because the responses that i would get back from him first of all they would be like months apart okay and then they wouldn't really make a lot of sense and i just kind of try to play the game because if i want to talk to the guy i have to um you know with what he was saying but he just never really got back to me he posted something on facebook today that i thought i would read um so this is what he said uh, he said, howdy. No, I'm not dead again. Guess there was a major dis slash misinformation thread on Reddit that is a total train wreck. For the record, anyone who says I time traveled back in time is 100% incorrect. I went forward in time. Any reference to going back in time is therefore debunked, including how I allegedly died in a tube in 1930. Uh, the redheaded picture is not me. No idea who that person is. Only interviews I've ever given were on MITD and Art Bell. Anything else is untrue or false. Um, don't need cash or, you know, slash money. No need to send me any. I'll return it back. Uh, I'm not working on time travel, nor have I. Pretty sure I'm done with that. That was about 30 years ago. Uh, this stuff didn't happen yesterday. I'll be collecting my retirement before too long. I, you know, I, don't, I guess maybe it's going around again, but I think that he, this is like the first time he's publicly talked about that in particular post that's going around. Mm. And, but, you know, why not, why would you not give an explanation? Because he didn't go back on any of these shows again later and explain, you're saying that you went forward in time, but you're not going to give the details of that? <sighs> yeah, I, I mean, I... It's interesting that it, he at least popped his head up. You know what I mean? Well, like, right. He doesn't want people to send the money. Which is which is a bizarre request. I mean, whoever does that. I mean, I don't. I'll send me money. Well, you people. I mean? I mean, because he. Well, he's got other posts and stuff, and like people will comment on his stuff and be like, "What well, do you need money? What do we need to do?" And people will like try to find him and send him money because they want a time machine. Yeah. I guess he, there's, you know, you, you deal with expectations then. If I take your cash, then you're going to want something from me. 
it's probably not as easy just to take. I mean, he's got a he's got a Facebook page, so he's got a he's got a public sometimes print yeah some type of access you know now his claim back back in the day when he was making this time machine was that he sent a screw through it it wasn't like a time that didn't sound like a time machine to me though it sounded like teleportation and he had successfully sent a screw from one spot to the other yeah and he so he wanted to try this out on a person and build it up and that was the whole but like that's the thing okay but why why aren't you working on a time machine now why was this such a big fucking deal? And this was like back in the nineties. Like, why was it such a big deal? And now it's you're just acting like it never happened. I mean, you're not coming forward publicly. You know, he's like, Well, I've been thinking about writing a tell all book and blah blah blah. My guy, it's the age of the internet. You need to just tell all right now. You just come on the all Wednesdays we talk weird show and tell it all right now. Well, he's trying to monetize the book at least. But here the book the, out. you know, here's the other thing. Who knows if that's the guy? You don't know that. You didn't see who was typing behind that screen. Ah, that's you know what him. I mean? That could have been Jeremiah Byron there. With no, fucking... it's him. It's definitely him. Why? Why is it definitely anything? Why? <laughs> what, what? 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 What evidence do you have? What physical proof do you have that that is the same person making that Facebook post, or that that person did any of the things they claim to do? None. It is. It's, it's all hearsay and conjecture. People know who he is. He's like, like he's got. Okay, I guess all of his friends and, and family and stuff that are on there are catfish. It's not like a fake account with like. Just- right, but you know what? You're one of them too, and you don't even know how the fuck you two ended up Facebook friends. So who knows who the hell those other people are? Well, he just, added me on Facebook. Exactly. All I'm saying is, dude. People, I forget who I was talking to about this. People lie big, and sometimes people lie bigger so big that we think that they can't be lying but like i know girls that fake cancer before and shit like people are fucking scumbags like don't think they're not possible of doing it like the level of bullshittery that some people can manifest is unbelievable you know what i mean oh we talked to i remember we did talk about this and i don't want to even say who it was about because we don't want to do that but like people that uh after we recorded last week's show and we were talking about your the new lead you're working on oh yeah you know what i mean we're like you don't know and how interesting how timely is that because that whole thing just kind of came full circle again mm-hmm. just recently yeah but yeah i don't know i would i i treat everyone with uh i don't want to say i'm a skeptic but like i'm i'm very well aware of how <sighs> deceitful people can be i mean in, I, in both ways you know I what have- i mean absolutely no reason to believe that that's not the guy now whether or not he made a time machine is is a whole nother i mean that's where my skepticism comes into play yeah i I don't think he ever did but if he didn't then i want to know the story Uh, i mean and and the reason for it is like because like i know that the guy ended up moving from first of all he's from ohio of course he is ohio and ended up in hawaii and like some of his friends and shit were like trying to get him back to ohio i mean very good luck there bud (laughs) good luck there well i think he was homeless and hawaii was the thing like still you're in hawaii versus fucking (laughs) homeless in ohio um cincinnati or whatever right and so he didn't come back he's still in hawaii it seems you know but but anyway there's very personal information on there that like you if you were just like having a fake profile to pretend to be that guy from the art bell show a long time ago you know that you wouldn't so it's all right all right so it's him it's him i believe that it's him right but again his claims the claims that he made back then don't make any sense he's never really touched back on it again it seems and 
that's fucking weird you know i guess because he lied and doesn't want to just admit that he lied except now he's saying in this post today that he traveled forward in time aren't we right. all traveling forward in time though every day like yeah no he's not really lying <laughs> you know? um but anyway i it's a weird guy um maybe one day he'll he will tell the story and we'll get a little bit more information um sure hopefully but, he writes a book and if he wants to promote it you can come on here and absolutely you know yeah. but if, if you see that post about him on social media i mean he's still alive he didn't travel back in time and die like that's bullshit he's still alive. what's his name again uh michael markham michael markham mm-hmm. that's all right. him all right so all right well well i i wanted to do my my weekly shout out oh i'm sorry that's right yeah I, I, I forgot to promote something too Oh, well, why don't you promote your thing first? Sure, sure. Um, so this uh, coming week, um, I think by the time we drop this episode, it'll be out. Um, I, I went back onto the Bloody Bits Horror Show because I just can't get enough of those guys. And we talked about Terrifier 2, which is the biggest sensation of 2022. Probably the best movie of 2022, let's be honest. Horror film du jour. Um, so <laughs> check that out. It, it's great. It's a fun time. Um, again, I can't say enough good about those guys over there. Um, but yeah, I did that. Uh, that's my promotion. Pato, who, who are you shouting out this week? Uh, Robin and Brian Van Hus from the, uh, Withville UFO Fest, also from Mystic Novelty Company. Uh, we've had them on the show before. They were a great time. They were one of the most, uh, entertaining guests you know what i mean like they were fun to talk to and they behave themselves very well they have a lot of personality <laughs> and uh i love their products i love their events um the y2k movie podcast would not be possible if it wasn't for the withville ufo fest that was one of the uh, big conventions that we went to a lot of good friendships came out of that we're going to be back again this year in 2023 um we're sponsoring the event and we're going to have a booth there and, and all that stuff. So uh, I wanted to take a minute to kind of sing their praises and you can check them out on Instagram at mystic novelty co. And then also they have an Etsy shop as well, where you can get a lot of their, um, I don't want to say random crap, but like they make different stuff. They do soap, they do eyeliner, they do buttons, they do all kinds of stuff. So uh, they're all really worth checking out. Yeah, the uh, Billy's wrote two books, although this says Brian. That guy's got more aliases than I do. I love that. I love a man that changes his name every six months. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want to talk about shady motherfuckers? Dude, I get it. Um, so Brian, Billy, whatever, William. Um, Mr. Van Hus has written two books, one about saucers over Appalachia, which is good. The other one is about the mad gasser of, um, I forget where, and I read it. It was, a, it was it was a mad gasser that predates the one in Mantoon, yeah. And uh, that was a really good book, and uh, he's a very good author, and uh, his books are quick reads, and you can get them on Amazon. So just want to give him them a shout out. I can't wait to see him this spring for Withville, and uh, there you have it. We'll probably see him before they're everywhere. Like they go everywhere, and uh, if you guys have the opportunity to meet them, they're just fantastic people. Um, my daughter exclusively uses their soaps. Yeah. Not a sponsor. It's true. She loves it. <laughs> and then my my soft shout out for the week is because uh, I always do a halfer. I always do a uh, yeah. You do the chub. Mothman forty six. Ooh, uh, love that I don't guy. really he know. The whole one. He does, but I don't. What does he do? I know he's like an Instagram guy. Like <laughs> me and him talk on Instagram. He's like he's like one of our fans that's nice enough to like talk to me. 
So I don't, but I know he does other stuff, right? He's like a cameraman or something, isn't he? He's, but, yeah, he does other stuff. Um, yeah. But I'm just going to leave. I, I know what he does, but I'm I, like, I know how much he loves mystery and loves the, the mystery around his identity. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Not that, not that this is a bad thing to shout about, you know, or anything like that, but. Um, yeah, I ain't trying to dox him. Go ask him. Go go talk I, to Mothman forty six on Instagram and ask him. Here's the thing. Knows. I want to say this. I we ran into each other at the Mothman Festival, and I didn't know it was him right away. I know, right? That's it same. wasn't until we walked away that I was like, "Was that fucking that guy?" And it completely caught me off guard. So I just want to say this because I know he listens to the show because he'll comment on shit here and there. Um, dude, if I had known it was you, I would have abandoned my child, and we would have found a bar to go two shots at and fucking hang out for a couple hours you abandoned I, your child. yes i would have left i would have left connor in your care and just been like just met one of my uh one of my most dear internet friends irl and um i only hope that our past crossed that i know i'm doing with phil i know we're doing monster fest and we're doing the jeff greg uh uh oh, frogman thing so mothman 46 please come to one of those three so that we can do a proper hang um because that was a missed opportunity, and it's something that I – one of my biggest regrets of this year. He's a great guy. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's fantastic to talk to. And, uh, you know, good shout-outs this week, Pato. Definitely um, making a point. Yeah, no, he, he did that shit to me, too, at uh, Cryptid Bash. Yeah. That was the first time I had met him was Cryptid Bash. And, uh, you know, I did, I'm like, who are you? He was like, you know who I am. I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> I get cop vibes from him, too, but, like, in a cool Jack Ryan kind of way. To where I, th- okay. I, I would, I would think he, he's like a field operative. I think he's military. If I had, if I, if I was a betting man, and I could be wrong, there's just the vibe I get off him. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's a good guy. Um, I'm not saying he's not. Military people are good people. They fucking defend this country. I ain't shit. I know. True. I'm just saying, like, I, th- I think he's, I think he's got guns. <laughs> Some type of. <laughs> he's like a sniper. I'm sure he's fired a sniper rifle before. Just. He's got those eyes, and then the way he the way he was like scanning the crowd. I was like, "This dude's got." I didn't even check to see if he had concealed and carry, but uh, he's gonna love that, you know. (laughs) Really, I'm not shit. I'm not picking on him. Like, I don't pick up. I don't pick up Byron when I say that shit either. It's just I think I'm funny, but yeah, I don't think they're part of the same cell. I think I think Mothman Forty Six is, you know, Byron's definitely like a desk agent that like kind of like got thrown into field work and he's kind of trying to make it happen mothman 46 is like that dude's been in nicaragua you know what i mean that dude's like overthrown contras and shit like he was one of the guys flying the bear flying the plane in cocaine bear or whatever you know oh what my I mean? god that's why he's gotta <laughs> conceal his identity that's why he's gotta remain mysterious yeah he's he's got ollie north in his cell phone probably oh my god anyway <laughs> I bet I'm right. I fucking I I would. We'll see. We'll see when the when the show drops. He'll message me on Instagram. I know he will. He will. And yep. He'll either say yay or nay, and that'll be it. And I won't ask him any other questions because I respect his privacy. That's all you need to know, right? Um. Well, Pato. Uh, so we did talk about a lot of things. Um, cautionary tales for children, uh, i.e., the Grinch video. We talked about uh, depressing winters. Um, all very topical for this week's episode. Um. You know, we talked about this. This was like one of the first shows that we did together. Not one of the first. I mean, it was. It was that first year, first couple months. Uh-huh. We had started working on the show. We we covered the Wendigo, except I was so fucking excited about going to the um 
the Air Force Museum that that's we mostly talked about that. <laughs> and then kind of touch on the Wendigo for a second and then just like kind of ran off with it. Um I have learned a lot about the Wendigo since that time. You have? Okay. I, have. I, have. I look forward to learning that from you today. I'm going to see I'm going to see if um if I still have my show notes from that episode. That's a good idea. See if I could pull them up. Just uh, compare, you know, what the deal is there. So a lot of people, the Wendigo is um, definitely top tier and like the most horrifying creature out there to a lot of people. Um, you know, right, right, right up there with the Skinwalker. For whatever reason, the Wendigo and the Skinwalker tend to be um, buddies, I guess. And, uh, and, and creature, I don't want to call them cryptids cause that's not what they are. Um, but just in creatures in general. Um, so <laughs> the Wendigo is a very broad term for basically, uh, a creature that is, uh, mostly prevalent during harsh winters for native Americans of many tribes. Um, it has a, you can spell the name so so many different ways and you can even kind of pronounce it differently with all those different spellings um you know one tribe even calls it like the ouija go which sounds kind of like a i don't know it sounds like a fucking race car with, with luigi on it like <laughs> <laughs> remote powered <laughs> luigi race car the ouija go um you know I, I, but it's basically the same thing across the board and i'm gonna try to condense it without going over every single tribe and their direct lore um if you would like to learn very specifically about wendigo there's a great book by a man named chad lewis probably most of you have heard of him it's called wendigo lore and he covers the different tribes and their specifics about what they believe but mm-hmm. um the gist of it is that there's kind of actually even two different two main versions of the wendigo the one being that it is pretty much a giant skeleton okay with a heart with a heart of ice okay it's got it's got some skin on it maybe some hair sometimes um that roams the the forests and things around native american tribes specifically during the winter time and preys on them to eat them Uh, it will do things like mimic voices of people that you know to lure you out into the woods um it'll just straight up chase your ass when you're out there and chase you down and eat you um but normally the wendigo it doesn't just come from nothing um almost always what's across the board is that the wendigo is one of the ex-tribesmen who is turned into the wendigo usually because they are influenced by a wendigo's presence right um so then that kind of takes it off into the second portion where there's also not exactly a giant skeletal type creature walking around the woods but more of a spirit that can possess people and have them do things that they wouldn't normally do killing and eating their families um breaking all of the superstitions within their tribe um, just generally being a bad guy, becoming extra greedy. Um, and, you know, again, so that's the gist. So let's kind of talk more about, let me pull up my notes here. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting because there's so many, um, it's kind of, it, it got its start in America. 
with uh, the Algonquins, um, which are which is a tribe that was kind of like Northern America slash Canada. And uh, the first reports came from a Jesuit missionary, Paul Lejeune, who lived amongst the Algonquin people in the early 17th century, was now Quebec, and came back to Paris in 1636, and he wrote about it. He wrote about an incident where um, a woman, a devilish woman, as he described her, which is, come on, pretty much all of them, uh, added that a Wendigo had eaten some uh, tribesmen. And this was someone that was north of the area that they were at. And that he would eat a great many more of them if he were not called elsewhere. And um, what's interesting is that there's, they kind of do describe it as like a werewolf. Um, And this predates werewolf myths in this country, right? So we know that the werewolves kind of came from Europe. That was a European thing. And, uh, not saying that native America, the, the indigenous people didn't have their own, um, skinwalkers and, and, and men that would turn into animals and stuff like that. But the Wendigo is, seems kind of in line with that, that yes, there's this, there's the cannibal vibe and there's the winter vibe and all that stuff. But basically, you know, it's kind of like a, a giant werewolf too. How 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 do you how are you getting? Because I've heard people say that, but I don't see the connection there at all. Well, I think if you're describing monsters, and you know, if if you have to break everything down to universal monsters, like is it a vampire? Is it a mummy? Is it a werewolf? Is it a flesh golem? You know what I mean? Uh, that the Wendigo shares more with a werewolf than it would a gill man or a chupacabra. You know. Um, that's just how they kind of physically described it as being a giant right well no no. i mean it's a giant but it's like like i said more of a giant it's like a giant skeleton with like no hair compared to like a big hulking wolf man big big hairy you know what i mean physically and then i would think it's more like a zombie the action all right well i'll tell you what why don't you read some stuff i'm gonna look up this action thing (laughs) And we're going to go from there. I did find my notes from that because I, I, I save everything. So I found uh, at six meters. So this is how it was described. Uh, stands more than six meters tall and bare feet. Looks like a walking, walking corpse and smells of rotting meat. Has long stringy hair and a heart of ice. Sometimes it breathes fire. Holy shit. It can talk, but mostly it hisses and howls. Wendigos can fly on the wings of a blizzard or walk across water without sinking. They are stronger than a grizzly bear and run faster than any human being, which is bad news because human flesh happens to be a Wendigo's favorite food. Wendigo's appetite is sensational. Indeed, the more it eats, the hungrier it gets. This is all like mythology shit anyway. You know what I mean? It is, right. It is. Well, yes and no, because there's people that legit think that Wendigos are real things. And um, that's kind of, I mean, we're kind of going to talk about that. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, we have to. So, yeah, you know, like I said, if you're going to compare it to anything that, that maybe we're more familiar with, I would definitely compare it more to like a zombie. Um, but a zombie that's also like, uh, Pato, you ever play Katamari? <laughs> where you roll the thing yeah we roll the thing and make yeah it yeah yeah you roll shit and it gets bigger and bigger yeah a zombie that's also a katamari ball um because it, it when it eats people okay it becomes larger 
And yeah, well, and again, this is just kind of a mishmash of all of these different tribes and their beliefs. Um, So take it all to grain of salt. But yeah, that is one of them is that it'll eat when it eats people, it becomes bigger. So it's never um, like too small to eat its eat its prey, you know, Mm. Um, but it grows and it just it makes it, you know, essentially it makes you stronger. Right. So stronger means bigger. So, you know, of course. So again, a zombie catamari is what it is. (laughs) Zombie catamari ball. Um, <laughs> it is uh, an interesting topic. Um, so we'll just start with kind of some of the earlier, you know, accounts. Like Pat said, you know, it was written about. Um, but some of the lore, and let me say this: Algonquin. This is important to know because a lot of people, when they talk about the Wendigo, kind of shit all over the Native Americans a little bit. And you guys are kind of whitewashing the lore a little bit kind of need to stop that um algonquin tribes are made up of like six or seven different tribes mm-hmm. it's just kind of more describing like a region okay so Algon- even algonquin is a very general term when talking about native american tribes um so but it's pr- primarily an algonquin type of lore um now over in the pacific northwest they also have a very similar creature creature um called the wichigo um which is again very much like a wendigo but theirs has a little more you know set of rules all of these all these tribes almost always have some type of creature tied to them it's just not always called the wendigo where they turn into a horrific monster we actually just covered one what in the delaware episode and it was called something entirely different mm-hmm. um and and you know it had a little bit more of a happier ending because you could just be fucking nice to it and it would turn back into a, a snickers bar yeah exactly yeah, snickers bar and it was fine you know um and so if you want to hear more of that you got to go subscribe to patreon um <laughs> you don't get that one for free sorry oh no not the delaware episode you not gotta pay delaware. for that shit yeah. if i had to fucking research that shit you had to fucking you gotta fucking pay for it <laughs> that one was hard <laughs> um but anyway so again it, it it is a very kind of popular lore across all these different ones but we're going to focus mostly on the algonquin version of this thing um mm. so one of the um stories that they have is not quite exactly about a wendigo um but it's actually the tale of how the first dog came to be and it's kind of a wholesome story and it has elements in it that i think are really interesting um so two uh two native americans were out canoeing one day their canoe got um tipped over and then they got kind of stranded in this area and when they got stranded in this area they were approached by a giant um and it just the giant um is just described i mean it's described like that just a giant it's a general who knows what that means could be bigfoot it's a nephilim could be a nephilim could be a bigfoot who knows um but the giant comes and says hey i got a cabin up the way here I, i'll take you to my cabin i'll help you out um you know sorry about that 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 happened let's get you fed up and we'll get your canoe fixed so he takes him back to the, his cabin and a wendigo comes and knocks on the door and says and tells the two men oh my god you can't be here like this giant he eats people he's gonna eat and kill you and you need to come with me right away and the giant, knowing that the Wendigo is being untruthful to, so that he can actually eat them, um, has this upturned bowl sitting on the ground that he kicks up. And underneath it is a creature that the two men had never seen before. 
And this creature gets up from the bowl and starts growing larger and larger and larger until it's the size of the Wendigo. And it attacks the Wendigo and kills it, successfully saving the men. And then it kind of shrinks back down and goes underneath its bowl. And um, the giant, you know, the guys were so impressed and the giant was so generous. He said, well, let me go ahead. Let's take that creature with you. And that is where the first dog came from. Well, some tied to the Wendigo somehow. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a wholesome story. Uh, but ma- man's best friend. It started out early. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, so and there's a lot of stories like that there's a lot of you know old tales and things that they have that will not exactly be about the wendigo itself but the wendigo is definitely present in it um so it you know it has its presence um so that is one that i wanted to share um now we're gonna kind of talk more about what a lot of native american people believe today to still very much be a thing and that's going to be the wendigo psychosis Mm -hmm. okay yeah and uh wendigo psychosis is um recognized as a culturally based mental illness mm-hmm. and it, basically what it is is people exhibiting the strong desire to eat human flesh um and, and other things again very selfish very greedy people just all around bad people now this is kind of how you could tell you know one of your people within your tribe was going to go uh, go wendigo you know um was that they would start exhibiting some of these sometimes some of the people would actually come to their higher-ups to their you know within their tribe and say hey i kind of have this hankering to eat my family um and in some of the tribes uh they would just straight up kill you because that's easier um we're in, in some of the others um what they would do is make you drink a um beef tallow which is fat it's animal fat and grease and they would you know make you drink it and then what they say would happen was that um the person would vomit up ice cubes and that's how you knew the wendigo left them they probably weren't vomiting ice cubes right (laughs) they were probably vomiting up the grease and fat cubes yeah (laughs) um but you know again this is more along the lines of there not actually being an actual wendigo creature but the wendigo creature as a manitou which is essentially a a negative a spirit it's something supernatural and that is mostly what a lot of these tribes agree on is that this is something that's not just out walking around out there um the stories of the thing walking around out there tend to not really be um very popular as a matter of fact um so this started becoming kind of a big thing one of the most popular stories that everybody knows about um when doing wendigo research is about swift runner and uh swift runner was just one of the local tribesmen and he was about 25 miles away from a food source during the winter time and one of his children died um for them trying to get there and so he went ahead they went ahead and ate that kid and then he just decided to kill the whole fucking family and eat them too and you know when he showed up to the village they're all like well what the hell happened to your family and he's like well i ate them i got possessed by the wendigo so i ate them and uh well they killed him you know because he's a wendigo and they don't want a wendigo and they're on their property um you know but he you know but they said that leading up to it he had other things that was happening um he was having dreams of the wendigo um you know he was becoming more and more irritable and and things like that 
Um, dreams of the Wendigo is another way that the Wendigo can get you. Is that if you have a dream or a vision of the Wendigo, then you're going to turn into one. That's terrifying. So you need to drink your beef tallow. Because <laughs> it's coming. Um, I'm going to stop there for a second, Pato. Yeah, I mean, for me, it just seems like us trying to explain um, people going crazy in the wintertime. You know what I mean? You're, you're I, I, something that I actually brought up, talked about in the intro. We are in the time of year where the Midwest becomes nigh inhabitable. And you had people um, that were, you know, in these homemade little huts and shit trying to survive the winter. And uh, it's maddening. And we know what seasonal depression is like for people in our Right, you know, we're not even we, starving to death, you know. Right, exactly, and this is something very real that would happen to them, and they would experience it, and people would go nuts, and and you know, cannibalism was something that uh, you don't see so much of nowadays, but has existed for most of human forever. History. Yeah, it's all over the Bible. It's all over uh, post biblical times. It was something that they had to you know expressly forbid, and. Uh, <laughs> At certain points in the Bible, in Deuteronomy, which is like the third book in the Bible, you get three books in and they're already talking about don't chew on your kids, you know. Um, (laughs) People would do that because it was, you know, human life used to be very cheap and um, doing what you had to do to survive is, is sometimes, you know, we can't really judge those people because if it was, you know, you or... You know, you have seven children, and it's either you or you kill the small one, or the fat one, or whatever. You know, so the other ones can survive. I mean, yeah, people used to make choices like that. We don't so much anymore, you know. But uh, there was no social services back then. <laughs> so I think this is this is something that if you just and and I'm not one of these people that doesn't believe in supernatural explanations for things. I like to live in a world full of ghosts, right. and monsters, yeah, and spirits and shit. However. Being a Midwesterner myself, and given the fact that this legend is born from the area that I grew up in mm-hmm. and that I live in, I think that I can I can rationalize the idea of a Wendigo a lot more than somebody that's like say from Florida. You know what I mean, or sure. or Arizona, or, or fucking Texas, or something. This makes a lot of sense to me, and you know, setting the clock back five hundred, six hundred years, it makes even more yeah i i am still you know i i will say that i am still of the mind that the wendigo is mostly a cautionary tale for what not to do (laughs) you know during the winter time because you do have these people you know they already knew i mean that's the fucked up thing going into it is that you knew if you didn't bring in enough food for the hunt that year you knew what kind of winter it was going to be and it was going to be fucking sad you know and then you just have to kind of hang on and try i mean a lot of people just died because they were just starving or cold or whatever you know they didn't have central heating back in those days so no you know it's really hard to make a fire when the whole fucking ground is wet (laughs) yeah and and it's you can make one small mistake or or you know where your firewood is could collapse and be wet and it's and then you're fucked yeah the stakes were a lot higher back then yeah oh yeah they were a lot fucking higher back then and if you're talking about you know you're starving and you have a neighbor in his hut and he's near death or something 
And you know that once he dies, you could use his body for meat. I mean, right? What are you de- gonna do? Near death versus death, like, hey, man, what are you gonna me. do? Yeah, exactly. It I'm was- gonna tell you right now. If if I were dropped off in the middle of fucking nowhere in the winter time and I had no electricity, I'd be fucked. I would be really fucked. And I yeah, think probably yeah. a lot of people that listen to the show would be too. Yeah, it could still happen. You know, we had uh, we had Tony Wash on uh, one of our other early episodes. Me and him started working on a script that uh, was called Six Below. And it was about an Uber driver that was uh, coming from the city and just driving out to the suburbs to drop off a uh, elderly couple after their anniversary dinner. And uh, she slides off the road and her car gets stuck um, in a uh, in a snow embankment in the middle of a snowstorm while it's six below. So six below is like, you know, the temperature outside, but it's also like you're dead. You're six, six feet under the ground. Right. And you deal with that and how like it was, the whole movie took place in real time. And like you die in an hour. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it was a cracked windshield exposed to the outside elements. If you're, if you're losing blood and you can't make a phone call and, and shit goes south really fucking fast. Yeah. And uh, that's where those people lived. And I'm sure they saw all kinds of horrid things that they needed to make up explanations for because they probably thought more of human nature back then, you know? Right. Um, we always like to think that we're more, re- we're, we're further removed, we're more civilized than we actually are. Civilization is a very, very, very thin veneer that can be ripped off at any time for any number of reasons. Yeah. You know? We are we are all fucking savage animals at our core, and it, it it takes a day without electricity or power or water or or you know being stranded in, in a field and without food. It, it it comes apart very quickly, you know. And I think that's what this is. I'm just, gonna tell you, I'll tell you something. I uh I personally know somebody that happens to work for the electric company. And <laughs> I'm sure when okay. the electricity, my friend tells me when the electricity goes out, okay, and it's been out for six hours, these people are losing their fucking minds. Sure, <laughs> losing their goddamn ever loving minds. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I, those people would be totally fucked. Right. I would be too, but you know, maybe give me a good ten hours, and then I'd be like, well, I'm just gonna lay here and die. I'd just choose. I'd be like, fuck it, take me, take me, Jesus, you know. Um, but. You know, okay, so so we're both in, we're we're both agreeing that we both believe that this is a really great cautionary tale and ex- explanation for these harsh winters and things like that. Here's what was interesting to me: the colonists, you know, those fucking white people that came over here and ruined everything. Mm-hmm. They were also extremely cautious of the Wendigo. They weren't initially, but they did end up uh, developing a, a caution. Because the tribes that they would interact with whenever they would start reporting Wendigo sightings in the area would follow deaths. And so they put that correlation together that, well, these people are saying this creature is killing people, so this creature must be out there killing people. You know? Mm So they weren't educated enough to be like, well, obviously it's just the fucking winter time, you know. Um, so I don't know, you know, maybe it's because again there are deaths that are happening in the area, and that because there's deaths happening, um, the tribes going, hey, it's Wendigo, or I don't know, maybe there's something happening that is weird. I I do I, I do have more to say about that, but I wanted to branch off and talk about the Wendigo trials for just a moment. Um, 
And we all know what this means, right? Whenever there's trials on it, we know that a bunch of fucking people died. Most likely white people did it. And <laughs> you'd be absolutely correct. <laughs> so um, these different tribes had Wendigo hunters within their tribes. Okay. Um, the uh, there, There's a really famous one. I think it was, oh my God, what was his name? People are going to be so fucking mad at me. I don't know his name. It's Jack something. And I can't remember his fucking name. For what is it? He's a Wendigo hunter. He's a famous Wendigo hunter. It doesn't matter. He wasn't the only one. There's tons of Wendigo hunters within these tribes that their job was to go out and eliminate the Wendigos um, or banish the people or kill the people, right, who they thought was, were going to turn into the Wendigos. Um, what the colonists were doing was that they would find out that, well, this guy's killed 20-something people. This guy's killed 15 people. They would actually try them and arrest them and make them spend their whole life and and in prison or they'd hang them um because they're out there murdering people and so the native american tribes saw these people as like heroes meanwhile the white people just saw them as cold-blooded killers and uh it was kind of an issue you know for a long time because they're like well we believe that they're protecting us and they're like well we believe they're just fucking bloodthirsty yeah you know and uh what do you do in that case? You know, we know, you and I know that most likely those people weren't actually malevolent creatures, right? Um, but that's what they truly, genuinely believed. And we stepped in and went, hey, wait a minute, you can't just keep killing people. <laughs> We're not going to let you do that. Um, you know, and we stopped them. Whereas, like, in, in comparison, what they would do whenever they would suspect a Wendigo was in their area because they heard a strange scream or because somebody saw it or whatever, maybe they kick someone out. Because sometimes they just kick people out of the tribe. They would just shun them and ban them and they would go on. Um, they would set up, like, guards around the village. And uh, one of the guards saw the Wendigo. He saw it. And so he took aim. He shot it with his bow. He killed it come to find out it wasn't a wendigo it was his dad or his stepfather or something and um so what the tribe ended up doing was going well we can't have you out there willy-nilly shooting people when you think you're killing the wendigo they they locked him up for six months and then let him out he had a very lenient you know term because they genuinely believed that that's what he thought he had seen so they kind of let it go whereas again the colonists came and they put these people in for life yeah and as a matter of fact, they wouldn't just put the people in for life. Sometimes they would lock up these people. They would kill themselves, okay? They would kill themselves in jail. And then they would turn around and go get somebody that was associated with one of those people and make them spend the rest of their life in jail, even if they didn't actually kill those people. And, and, and they would just be like, well, it's because you stood by and let it happen. So. Yeah, that's, it's the, you know, <clears throat> it's the lengths that people went to to preserve order. Yeah, you know, I think that's what it is. Is society was so loosely held held together on the frontier that you couldn't have all these sociological aberrations. Um, you couldn't have, you know, the wacky uncle doing and saying wacky shit, right? Because you couldn't poison the well. You know, the only way that we're going to survive out here is through homogeny. We have to be unified. We have to be unified in thought and action. Indeed, in religion and beliefs and politic, everything. Otherwise, we are not going to survive this. So anytime someone got out of pocket, that was it. You're a demon. You're possessed. You're a witch. Kill them. Okay, now we have homogeny again. Now we are uniformed and, and, and we can all move forward. Um, it, it's hard to say whether or not it set us back or not. You know what I mean? Um there's something to be said for a society to 
work, there has to be a certain level of cohesion that doesn't allow for independent thought, right? Now we're different. Now we live very comfortable lives and we can do things differently. You know, a lot of people talk about the condemnation of homosexuality in the Bible, and it just comes from the fact that if it wasn't condemned, then um, tribes wouldn't populate. You know what I mean? It was, we, you know, you had to marry, you had to reproduce because otherwise your lineage would die. And that was the most important thing. Now we have overpopulation. I, mean, there's, I wish there was more gay people on the planet. You know what I mean? Um, there wouldn't be this overcrowding and stuff and overpopulation. So um, something to think about. That's my two cents. I mean, I can't, you know, I can't side with colonists at all. Uh, I, I get what they were doing. They were doing it because they were, um, you know, they deemed, they deemed the Native Americans as some type of, you know, a savage people. Um, they thought that they were above them and they thought that they could control the people here because they wanted to be here because they decided they wanted this land. That's what happened, you know? And, uh, oh, I I'm not, yeah, no, they were assholes, but I mean, you know, part of it was, that was how that was, I, the other thing too, it worked. Like there's a reason that you and I are sitting here right now, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's because you know, for better or worse, European settlers came and they colonized this land. And that's why we're here. And I'm not growing potatoes in the rain right now. And you're not whatever fucking rock you crawled out from under. You know what I mean? Like, there's a reason. It it worked. they, They dug in and they fortified their positions and they fought back the fucking locals and they survived and they persevered in face of everything. And they built up a civilization that uh, at one time, at least, if not still today, is the greatest civilization on the face of the planet, you know? So I'm not saying they weren't dickheads about stuff. This isn't me, like, singing the praises of every decision that the white man made since his fucking feet hit the ground. But I think it was done for a reason, you know? And our continued existence, I mean, whatever. YOLO. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I don't want to say anything else before I get myself in trouble. So I'm just yeah, don't get up. yourself in trouble. Um, <laughs> well, right. Let's make it very clear. They came over here and hunted people to fucking extinction. And it wasn't, their dec- it, it wasn't theirs to do that with. That was wrong. But it happened. There's nothing that we can do about it now, right? Right. Um, we can't well, I'm not signing off on Manifest Destiny. I think that's fucking ridiculous. That, like, right. God put this land here for white people to conquer. Like, it's fucking not true, but... Right. I mean, right. Whatever. So, I mean, we can't we can't change that that happened. You know, it was wrong. They shouldn't have intervened, intervened into the Native people's um, culture and things like that. Um, because now, guess what? That culture is very, very small, and that circle is very, very small now. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. But they had guns you know <laughs> what are you gonna do right. <laughs> i mean that's that's the reality of it so it doesn't matter but that did happen that was something in history that happened um so of course with that happening with the white people rounding up the heroes of the um tribes and things like that um wendigo started becoming less and less popular you know um as a matter of fact they really don't uh, again nowadays there's like no physical wendigo with these tribes they don't believe in like a flesh and blood type of creature roaming you know uh the, the woods in the wintertime 
but they do believe in you know uh, the wendigo in the sense of a spiritual thing again a manitou so now it's just transition into like capitalism and shit like that's clearly the wendigo you know um it, it's just a different a different beast now it's ah, that's mm-hmm. very interesting mm-hmm. so it's still there and you're still overtaken by greed and gluttony and all these things just wow. for things. that mm-hmm. is that is you just that's a directed video horror movie right there. <laughs> that's actually that's a very interesting thing. I didn't invent that. Uh, the Native Americans, the the indigenous folk uh, did. So talk to them about it. But yeah, that's their that's the well, stance. Stole everything else. Let's fucking steal this movie idea. I'm fine Stop. with that. <laughs> uh, we can't. We hate white people. Remember, we got to keep that up. We, we have I'm to make starting it to come. I'm starting to come around. We got <laughs> we got to make it despite the whiteies. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, but there's many fine people. There's many fine people. That is, that's the idea now. You know, if you're if you're Elon Musk, you're probably a Wendigo. You know, if if you're a rich person, you're probably a Wendigo. If you're a rich greedy person, um, you know, again, just in different ways, people are still greedy. But there's greedy poor people too. Don't get me wrong. There's people that'll rip you off blind and not even care. You know, those those people are probably Wendigo also. Well, it's trauma. I mean, that's what the, the the Native Americans used to say that the white man has a hole in his his soul that no amount of land or possession would ever fill, but that won't stop him from trying. And I think that uh, you could say that that hole in general is either trauma based or it comes from a lack of spirituality or contentment, and that um, that's why we we gravitate towards materialism. Um, and I, I think there's some truth behind that. You know, I think sure. that, that, you know, I, I like, don't get me wrong. I like things, but, um, I'm also very cognizant sometimes of how fleeting and inconsequential things really are. Yeah. You know, I I understand. Mean, yeah. whatever your favorite stuffed animal was when you were five, you probably no longer have, and you might've worshiped that thing at a time. It gave you comfort. It gave you stability. It was your, it was your bear. It was your blankie. It was whatever. And now you probably don't even know what it was at or can remember when you lost it or the last time you, you know what I mean? We outgrow things is the point. Sure. And once you realize that everything's disposable, it kind of, um, if you're intelligent enough, it should prevent you from gaining getting too attached in the first place right we're gonna go at some point so why go through that whole song and dance again of getting attached and all this and then you lose it and there's loss and all that shit i'm probably letting people peek too much behind the curtain of my fucking (laughs) psychology right now but yeah so i no i get that i think that's i think you could say that the the spirit of the wendigo is very much still alive today you know oh yeah oh yeah especially in the face of um you know, in, in the face of uh, impending need, all you have to do is look at the way that fucking um, Costco was during the opening days of the pandemic when when you had white Karens about ready to slit each other's fucking throat over cases of bottled water and toilet right. paper. Remember when toilet paper was like more fucking scarce than gold bullion yeah where like people were literally fight they were so concerned that they wouldn't be able to wipe their asses comfortably yeah that they were hoarding toilet paper my mom was one of these people my mom still to this day has a fucking enormous stockpile of toilet paper because that was a concern and and other people's greed <clears throat> towards toilet paper 
made other people because now it's it's if I see it, I have to grab as much as I can. And there was like a good year, uh, probably two thousand through two thousand one or, or or whatever, where I went to say, "Hey, mom, I'm going to the store. Do you want anything? Grab me toilet paper if you see it." Where that she would without fail say that for one twelve month period, grab me toilet. She didn't need it. But that was the mentality. Why? Toilet paper. Because to, maybe it didn't happen by you, but here, like, they put, like, they rationed toilet paper. You ever hear about, like, the gas rationing of the 70s during the fucking Iran shit or whatever? Huh. Like, they, like, that's how bad it was with toilet paper here, where, like, people were that nuts about, um, you know, because when everyone thought the, the supply chains were going to shut down, the truck drivers were going to start do- shut down, people were going to grocery stores and buying everything they can off the shelf, bottles of water, canned food. Everyone thought the pandemic was going to hit and we were going to be duct taped inside our homes and shit. And for some reason, people were like, oh, I better get a lot of toilet paper because what am I going to wipe my ass with, right? And... That just like snowballed, and toilet paper became this super hot commodity. I can't. That that, that didn't happen by you. At, between two thousand and two thousand and one, no. Well, during the pandemic, I mean, during, during, during yeah, during the pandemic, it did. I was asking why she was doing it back then. Oh, that's that's just what I meant. Well, COVID nineteen hit in twenty twenty. Right. So I'm just. I was just saying, like the first year of the of COVID. Yeah, the first year of COVID. Yeah, we all experienced that. That definitely okay. Happened. Yeah, I, that's. I, what I'm I was just curious if there was something that happened that year that. That's <laughs> the, that is the year. That's the first year of the pandemic was. It, the pandemic started in March of 2020. That's when Trump shut down international flight and the NBA. And maybe sport. I heard you wrong. I thought you said 2000 to 2001. Oh, maybe I. Who knows? I fucking. <laughs> I was like, I, say, I say goofy shit all the time. Was it was um, it the millennium? I don't. <laughs> it was the post nine eleven world. We didn't know if we were coming. Or no, going. That was the pre nine eleven world. World war. So that's oh my how God. exactly. But it, what, once those planes hit the towers, everyone was fucking running. You had the, the fucking. I mean, in that time, you had the millennium happened, and then immediately, uh, you know, a year after that, nine eleven. So those dark times, I'm sure. Right. Um, but anyway, yes, yeah, that did happen, right? And that was probably a bunch of windigos. That's the, that's the spirit of the Wendigo, I think. That is. It is, right. Metaphorically yeah, speaking, is. yes. It is. Yeah. And then you had other people that were like, well, I'm just going to go get a bidet. I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll just wash my ass every time I get to that school. You know, um, you had people that, that thought uh, smarter, you know, yeah. <laughs> people hoarding the toilet paper. But yes, we definitely do still um, see that now. You know, that was definitely a larger scale. That was an obvious way, but you see it all the time, you know. Um, right now, Christmas shopping, Christmas. You ever had to, you ever like look for that one thing your kid wants, you know, and you can't get it because every fucking body, not just everybody's buying it, but people that opportunists see it that then they know that everybody's buying it. So they'll buy it all up and then turn around and flip it and sell it for more. Yeah. Those people are scumbags. Those people are windigos, you know, that's fucked up. Well, then you could say that about any collectible trader. People that sell Magic the Gathering cards or fucking whatever. You know what I mean? Everyone on eBay is a fucking Wendigo. Like, yeah. Eh. Well, why wouldn't they? Why couldn't they? Well, I think there's 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 the cannibalistic element too. But um, but we don't have a need to eat people now, but we do have the need to deceive to make money. Right. That's not the need anymore, right? We're not starving to death. We have food banks, but 
we still need money. So you have people that will take advantage of a system to, you know, get whatever. I mean, I see what you're saying. There's nothing wrong with inherently flipping something. Okay. That's not the issue. Well, okay, fine. Then every girl on fucking OnlyFans is a Wendigo. They should just give away pictures of their boobs. Why the fuck they got to sell them? Well, no, they're offering a service. Oh, see, there we go. That's that's where it's okay, right? Offer the service for free. People are in need. There's lonely men out there. But the need people to look that, are go- that are going and buying the fucking, all of the fucking Paw Patrol action figures and then turn around and send them on eBay for $200 when they were 12 bucks originally, those people aren't offering you a service. I could have gotten my ass in my own car and went and got my own action figure, but now I can't because you're the asshole that bought 200 of them, and now you're selling them for 200 piece. I believe that... That's different. I believe that an indigenous person would probably tell you that capitalism in general is evil and that we should all share so that everybody to, everybody to their, to their means and abilities and that uh, prospering off someone else's need in general is disingenuous and uh not being true to the common spirit that inhabits all of us and that uh i think even people that 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 really took jesus's message to the letter would say the same thing as well you know what i mean it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a beetle than for a rich man to enter heaven you know um because if you're rich and you've hoarded your wealth then you've neglected the poor and you haven't given away the way you could or the way that you should so i don't know i think that yes that uh the true mess meaning of christmas is the wendigo and uh, <laughs> <The windigo laughs> instead of the krampus or whatever it should be the fucking wendigo yeah <laughs> seriously I and that, yeah i think you know anytime you try to hoard anything be it uh food human flesh you know what are you doing with all that human flesh? You don't need all the human flesh. I can share it with other people. Share your you human know? flesh, right? Give people some nibbling. <laughs> I you know? yeah, I agree with that. It's it it's still a very important cautionary tale, right? Even if there's not a creature right. roaming around out there for us to physically be afraid of, just like you know, the devil. I mean, my gosh, you know, it's it's out there, you know. But, but, but. And this is just kind of a cliffhanger to a future episode that we're eventually going to do. I'm not making any promises as to when, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. People all across the world have been seeing this weird, pale, humanoid type thing. as absolutely fucking horrifying. As a matter of fact, it has become very popular as far as videos of this thing goes. Um... You know, so it's a weird, skinny, hairless, kind of looks like a feral person um, that roams around. I think that there was a, a popular video that went around earlier in the year um, for out of Moorhead, Kentucky. Some people call it the rake. All right. Mm-hmm. In my profession, we know it more as the pale crawler. All right. I think that... I think that thing is real. I think that thing is real. And that when these native tribes saw that thing, they automatically associate it with the Wendigo. And that's why there's a story of these things growing when they eat. Because initially when they when they spotted it small, because the pale crawlers are kind of small. And I think, I don't know, they just kind of mix the two tails together. And then here we are with these physical manifestations of a Wendigo. But I don't think that they're the same thing. 
I think that they're totally different. And we did kind of try to cover the rake. It's so weird that you brought up uh, fucking Tony because uh, we talked about it when we watched his the rake movie, um, but didn't really talk about it. And and I think that that we knew we do need to cover it on a future episode. Sure. You know, so is there a weird pale creature walking around terrorizing people? Probably. But is it the Wendigo? No, the Wendigo uh, resides, you know, in your home. It resides on your paycheck when your taxes are taken from you and sent to the military. Or it resides on, you know, the asshole at the store that bought the 200 Paw Patrol action figures that you're trying to buy or whatever. <laughs> or all the toilet paper. Or all the toilet paper. Um, two totally different tales, um, but we'll save the other one for a different day. Um, Pat O, do you have anything else to close up the Wendigo or anything you want to say to the audience before Christmas? Uh, Merry Christmas, I guess. Merry Christmas, Pat Guess as well. <laughs> I'll make it better. I, you know, Merry Christmas. I hope, uh, I hope Santa brings you everything that you want. I hope that you did or did not get beaten by Krampus, depending on your kink. Um, and we will be back next week with your New Year's special. So you'll hear from us before the end of the year. And uh, with that being said, don't be an asshole. If you're sad, don't worry. It'll get better. Um, it gets better. It does. It, it does gets get better. better. It gets better. And uh, until then, we'll see you guys back here next Wednesday. <laughs>